with the pitchforks. Igor, Igor. What a swimmer is Dracula's daughter. But her pool looks more red than the daughter. The blood stains the boat. But it's easy to float. Cause blood is much thicker than water. Batwing confetti and the veins of a mummy named Betty. I first frowned upon it, but with ketchup on it, it tasted very much like spaghetti. <laughs> Solitude is different from loneliness, and it doesn't have to be a lonely kind of thing.
the crowd If it wasn't for bad luck You know I wouldn't have no luck at all Hard luck and trouble Been my only friend I've been on my own Ever since I was ten
Tuesday, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out the movie. But it'll take a black one to move me. Folks, if you're listening live, this is uh, Carlito Santana. This is the Found Round Sound Show, Mutiny Radio. FM coming up is uh, like usual on every good Sundays. Watching a movie with Carl and Mike Spiegelman. and holes, many intelligent black men seem to look uncivilized when on the screen, like I guess I figure you to play some jigaboo on the plantation, what else can a nigga do, and black women in this profession, as for playing a lawyer, out of the question, for what they played, and your mama is the perfect term, even if now she got a perm, so let's make our own moves like Spike Lee, cause the roles being offered don't strike me, there's nothing that the black man could use to earn, burn Hollywood, burn. Now we're considering you for... 
That's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How are we doing today? I'm doing fine. We're, our show is streaming first, as always, every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm. They have a Venmo site. You can donate money at Mutiny Radio. You can also follow our sorry, fun feedback here. YouTube, YouTube. On YouTube and, of course, as a podcast, right. as our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Oh. Now, we're going to be watching a full-length movie on YouTube, and we have a very special guest here, the star above the title, the yes. main guy himself, Mr. Eddie Deason. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Hey. Hey. It's a pleasure to be on your show. My honor. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, we're going to be watching our favorite movie, Surf 2. I have Seriously. to tell you, Eddie, this, the podcast exists because of Surf 2. I saw Seriously. that at a buddy's house uh -huh. and in the 80s on Showtime. Uh -huh. Never saw it again. Saw the video box at Pathmark. That's it. Been searching okay. decades. Okay. Saw it on YouTube. And I said, these are the movies on YouTube that I've been looking for, like Surf 2. Yeah. Let's do a podcast about it. Okay. So, well, fortunately, we live in an age where you can almost get any movie in the world. You can find, so I'm sure you can find it somewhere. But I'm glad you did locate it. And YouTube, of course, is easy. It's free. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time myself. I've probably seen it maybe like three times. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, great. We can. And by the way, one more thing. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate them. In the YouTube search engine, you put in Surf2 1984, and you will find the channel Surf King. That's who we like, Surf King. So it's Surf II 1984, and then it says PT1 half. I don't know why, part half. And Surf King is the channel we like. Now, Mike, I've lost your audio. Unmute yourself, please. Sorry, I just... Uh... A barrage of uh, feedback in my headphones, so I just I turned that off for a split second. We're looking for Surf 2. That's I.I. It's a very fancy movie from 1982. We have the lead star here, Eddie Deason. We're going to be watching this movie with you, yes. with Eddie. We want you to go find the link, hit it, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We're going to start at the same time watching this movie. Uh, Carl, we'll do our countdown. Take it away, Carl. I will. Okay. Get ready to press play. Ready, Eddie? Mm-hmm. Three, two, 
one, go. I was very excited to watch the video syndrome. I didn't realize it was a director's cut, that there was two different versions of this movie. Yes, there were. And it's a better one, the director's cut. This was probably taken from Star Wars, I imagine, this beginning thing. I bet. Yeah. It seemed like they didn't have any faith in the movie. Like, they had to give an explanation to it. Yeah, yeah. Most call them Menlo now, Schwarzer, that's me. Menlo Schwarzer, but they uh -huh. spell it wrong. Schwarzer. You know what? Yeah. You're right. I never noticed that. Good catch. Good catch. Now, they were originally going to call Menlo Stinky, but somebody yeah. objected. I didn't like it. I like Bunny. He called me Bunny. I, Randall Bedard, I thought, was a very good director. I liked them. Some in the cast, at least one cast member didn't get along with him. We'll get, we'll get into that. But I thought he was a fine director. I liked working for him. But I asked that it not be Stinky. I didn't want to be called that. It was just a personal thing. And she called me Bunny. That's why. We could have maybe compromised come up with a funnier name. Anyway, the cinematography is beautiful here. There's actually some beautiful it? shots here. I mean, the movie's not gone with the wind, but the cinematography here is very beautiful. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think it's better than Gone with the Wind, personally. This is much better than Gone with the Wind. I've seen this movie more times, and it's less problematic, honestly. Uh, I love so Peter this... Isaacson, a dear friend. Peter and I had just done a Magnum PI together a few months before this, and then we worked again. He's one of the nicest guys in showbiz. Excuse me, I'm talking with my mouth. I have some cashews in my mouth. Oh, we're watching a movie. Uh, we encourage people to get some cashews, some popcorn, and join us yeah. in watching. Yeah. Now, that, that Peter, that's the guy from... This is what uh, you call a watch party, which would be in a jewelry shop. I get it, watch party you know, jewelry. for the watching. Ah! Okay. okay. And this Lyle Wagner. In my head. I'm trying not to intrude on the movie. Okay, let's see. Oh, no, okay, no, no, okay, please, please intrude. Lucinda and Corinne, I remember them. Yeah, sweet girls, both sweet. Linda Carriage, by the way, the lead, we'll get into her... I have that's a Freudian slip. We'll get into her later. I was going to say, we'll talk about her later. She's <laughs> oh, we'll talk, talk about her. her. Yeah. Morgan yeah. Paul, yes. yes. Carol Wayne was, we'll get into her later. We'll, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not doing this deliberately. Ron Polio, Horshack, deliberately. With one, you know, I work with John Travolta, of course, in Greece. This is my second sweat. Tom Ballard tragically died of AIDS. He was a very wonderful, sweet guy. He's terrific yes. in this movie. Yes. Ruth Buzzy's still active on Facebook. She's still around. She's got to be close to 90. She's a lovely lady, super nice lady. We we heard that someone she joined Twitter because someone was faking her account and she on had to Facebook? come in. Yeah, on on Twitter, had, someone. Well, I had my account was hijacked. I just started a new page. I had to start again from square one. Maybe she didn't just want to start again. Yeah, she, she had some funny stuff on her page. Yeah, what happened to your site? Well, I was, I had heart trouble. I don't want to get into, but I had open heart surgery. I've been in and out of hospitals for three years with bad heart troubles. I had a stroke. So my, oh my page God. was taken over and it, it just was bad. So I had to start again on Facebook. So I had to get 5,000 friends. You know, a lot of my old ones are there, but some new ones too. Well, now, this, these are our heroes. And this are, is Johnny Bighead. Yeah, that's now, Josh. Super nice guy. We used to all play poker together during the shoot. Josh, Eric, uh, Jeffrey, me, you know, Marvin, my friend Marvin. Eric yeah. liked greasy pizza, but we'd always order pizza. Eric liked very greasy pizza. I've never, he's a, make sure the pizza's greasy. There's Peter Isaacson, great guy. He is so funny in this movie. There's a scene yeah, where he's surfboard. He skateboards the onto the stage. The yeah. mayor from Jaws called. They want his jacket back. He wants his jacket back for Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's a Look real, how tall loud jacket. Tall guy. We had done, and, uh, of course, Eric, you know, had just come off Mask, I think, before. One of the greatest performances in movie history, a very dramatic film. We've gone so to, of course, we all know from Blazing Saddles, one of the nicest guys I've ever worked with. Just a super nice guy. He gets a special appearance uh, credit for this movie. He does. Re he's really funny in this film, too. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. I noticed that, too. It said special appearance, but he's yeah. in so much of the film. I think he warrants more than an appearance. You're it's right. More I of guess a cameo. His, agent you're right. his agent negotiated that, I I'm sure. But I you're right. It's not really it's not the right thing to say. You're right. Special, I should well, say special guest star. There's Tom Ballard. There's Tom Ballard. Yes. Oh, they said, don't don't go to the surf. It's, there's someone died. And they said, surf, let's go surfing. Let's go surfing. No, okay. okay, now, this movie was um, having a hard time getting distributed. So the producers thought they put a little TNA in it, like off the strength of Porky's. So that what we buy it. is yeah, right. added footage after Mm -hmm. uh, this part here with the girls in the car, that uh -huh. was not part of the filming. That was added later. Okay. It's so the vinegar syndrome shows the original version. Yeah, because it's really strange because uh -huh. they stick their bare ass out. That's oh. plenty. And then my, luck, I, my luck, I'd already wrapped by this. Somebody get to see this. <laughs> this is so after you. The yeah. first you PMAS go. you were talking about on the commentary, Eddie. I don't know if you remember. PMAS. Mm -hmm. He may ask the perfunctory male ass shot, yes. The women yeah, trending movies today. That's women the worst trending movies today. Spare us the male ass shots, please spare us. There's several in this movie. Uh, we yeah. still haven't got to the two gentlemen who come and rip their pants. Okay. Oh, I love Lau Wagner. One of my dear friends. I love Lau Wagner. Super great guy. He's really funny. Yeah, these yeah. two are great He's in this very movie. funny. Ron Leo, one of my great friends. Sadly, he died way too young. He left us way too young. Did and you guys he have was a good time? the one that Randall and, you know, Randall and him would yes. argue a little. No, you're exactly right. They didn't get along for whatever reason. And I, I heard him arguing one time. And all I heard is, if you do that, you're going to be wearing it, Ron said. <clears throat> he said in a menacing voice, like he was going to fight him. So I don't know what exactly happened, but they really were testing with each other. Ron did not like working with Randall. Wow. Now, I, I want I like you to Randall. know, Mike, that Cleavon... The original choice for Blazing Saturn, Saddles was Richard Pryor. Oh, Did yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the movie was going to be called Black Bart. It was going to be me, Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor was supposed to be the guy. I, think I understood he wrote it. Brooks. He wanted yeah. Cleveland, I guess. He did have part uh, hand in writing it. And mm -hmm. they just figured he was a crazy man and he was a very strong star. He'll yeah. have an attitude. He might show up drunk or stoned. Yeah. So they went to Cleveland. Yeah. And you see it kind of proved out later on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really brought him to prominence, and he did a great job. And I was laughing my ass off. We all were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Classic. I, I heard a that story from Blazing Saddles. a little before my time. See, the cinematography, that's kind of a good shot. They have a lot of beautiful cinematic shots in this movie. The cinematographer, I don't know who it is, but he did a fantastic job. The surfing is so good in this movie, too, and you could tell it's the same people yeah. sometimes, or at least the, the people they have. But then they cut to these ladies getting a little uh, shower. Yeah. yeah. So that, well, must that have been was added, added later to try to get a distribution deal, which mm -hmm. they did get. It was very limited. Are you, are you a fan of surf culture? I know zero about it. I know nothing about it. I'm telling you, so watching these first 10 minutes, this film's growing on me. I really do like it. It's not as bad as I thought. Oh, it has, yeah. 
There was a wave of surfing. A wave of surfing. Carl said there was a wave of surfing. Yeah, I should be the one apologizing. Then the soundtrack is phenomenal on this. It has like Beach Boys and it has modern stuff and both versions of the movie. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got beautiful cinematography. So many great comic actors in this. Yeah. Now it was kind of this straight woman. Linda played it straight, but everybody else is kind of a comedian. Okay, here comes Linda now. Linda will be in this. Now here we have a little bit of joysticks, right, Mike? Mm -hmm. I mean, it feels it like, feels like joysticks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. now you, you had mentioned, I know joysticks was on a set. You had mentioned this was a set, but this is an actual arcade they shot it in. Okay. This was an actual arcade, unlike joysticks in which they built one. And okay. two of the actors, we just saw one of the actresses, uh, the one on the right, Corinne, she was in joysticks. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the stuck-on produced stuff, to give it an R rating, also has a star from Joysticks in it. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a weird Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I did Michael J. Fox's first film. You know, Midnight Madness was his first film. Then he did, uh, Eric Stoltz did um, Back to the Future. He was the first choice. He did that, and they fired him and took on Michael. So I have kind of a Six Degrees of Separation from between me, Michael, and Eric, if we follow Absolutely. that. Do you know that story, Mike? The original yeah, I did. Marty McFly. Yeah. Yeah. So the they didn't the box like him in Back to the Future. They thought he was too serious. They have the test uh, footage of Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future in the box set. It's buried in there. And he Is does right? play it very seriously. Yeah. He mm -hmm. does. Like, he walks around. He's very intense. Uh, but I had heard that. But that, I guess, occurred after this movie, right? So he didn't have yeah. that cloud over him. Yeah. He's immortal in masked. This is a great comedy. But here's immortality is in masked. He's so good. Now you uh, might have seen like the footage of his audition, but Mike, they were shooting with him. He was Marty McFly, and they swapped like four or five or six scenes, like a couple weeks in, and they mm -hmm. said we got to re. They had to get permission. Yeah, okay. I think they always wanted Michael J. Fox, but he was on that TV show, and they were able to negotiate it. That's and they right. They did want that right. That's right. Now, these are the dads, and these are the guys who distribute Buzz Cola. Now, I know you Morgan love Paul. the Simpsons, Mike. You must have heard of Buzz Cola. Yeah, so, now, the guy, I, were you friends with these guys, Eddie? Like, the, they're really funny well, in this movie. They were both nice. They were both, everybody on the set was nice. I didn't dislike anybody. It was, it was a very friendly shoot. I loved everybody. Um, one of these, the little guy, I think that's Morgan. He's in Patton, you know. He plays a very serious role in Patton. He does play a serious role in Patton, and I like, like him. Even the, like, like now, sure. also, Mike, not only was he in Patton, oh, but he was in Blade Runner. He was the guy who was interviewing, like, did you ever oh. hear of the turtle? Of course, Same. right. He, the one who gets shot in the beginning by the replicant, that's him. But he's so broad in this movie. It's its amazing. I guess that's the great thing about being a comedic actor. You can play it really straight. Absolutely. Now, his partner was a comedian, and he was part of the comedy store and everything. Actually, Eddie wanted to be a comedian. I think that was his first... Um, a dream for Hollywood was being a comedian. Tell us about that, Eddie. I did 20 films. I mean, hopefully I was a comedian, but I wanted to be a stand-up comic, but I had a line. 
So I didn't like it. I, I performed plates in Hollywood, and I did okay. But then they moved me to Westwood, and I tanked. And I just go, this isn't for me. Now, I was on an old show called The Gong Show, where they would gong me if you didn't go good. I don't know if you remember yes. that. But I did my stand-up comedy act. Paul Williams, the singer, gonged me. That was my TV debut. Yeah. But I didn't like stand-up. I never liked doing it. Some guys thrive on it, you know. You, you did stand-up on beautiful the beautiful Linda. What became of Linda? Do you guys know? She's one of the most beautiful. I mean, she has look at that face. She lives in the Blue Mountains of Australia today. She isn't involved with acting at all. I'm did sure the films I after can't this? find a picture of her. Okay, did she do other films after Surf too? I don't know, to be yes, honest. I know. did do other films. Let me just pull it up here. Um, after Surf 2, she went on to, I don't know, Mixed Blood, Vicious Lips, Down Twisted, The Alien from L.A. She did from L.A. Others, but yeah. By okay. 1988, she headed back to Australia, and she was done with the career. Okay. This is probably her only comedy. She's, uh, she's, not, com she's not a comedic actress. She's just beautiful. She is she's not, not a comedic actress. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's she so very different yeah. than everybody else in this whole film. She's very flat. Yeah, uh, but everybody else chews up enough, the scenery. Yeah, everybody else chews up the scenery, but she's like totally straight. Now, my, I found out this yes. footage was from a TV show. Randall uh -huh. didn't shoot this stuff. Is that right? Okay. Oh, they save some money. But okay. what was this now, here like? comes our hero. Yes. Our bad guy hero. Here he is. Who's this guy? Look at him. I remember that guy. Look how young he is. Look how so young. young. Yeah. <laughs> now, do, now, do you oh, and a picture of Jerry Lewis in the background? So in the script, Jerry Lewis was there, and Randall wrote this script for Eddie, believe it or not. But the <laughs> thing is, coincidentally, Eddie loves Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah, I love Jerry. I had a bad meeting with him. I'm like, there's a great story I heard, by the way, on Facebook, if I can relate it real quick. A guy told me about a month ago on Facebook. He wrote me, he said he used to do the lights on the Jerry Lewis telephones every year. And him and Jerry were, you know, getting the lights set up right before Jerry went on stage. And he goes to Jerry, he goes, you know, you make me laugh more than almost any actor in the world, except for Eddie Deason. And Jerry Lewis said to him, he said, you know, you're not the first person that's ever told me that. Wow. He, How, how's that for flattery? I almost, I almost had a conniption. I couldn't believe he said it, but that story really made my day. That's so great. You, now, you had a bad experience? Has... Okay, ahead, this Mike. might be the most acclaimed scene in the movie right here. This is yeah. the most acclaimed scene in the movie. This is totally innovative. I've never seen anything like it before or since. Or it's, since, yeah. And this was like a that. shot. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. It's so well uh, rehearsed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Now, according to Randall, they nailed it. it by, they did two takes only because they did so much practicing ahead of time. Yeah, total professionals, total pros. She was on Fridays, uh, Brenda's camp. Yeah. You know what? You just reminded me, you're right. She was on Fridays. Yeah. She was also in something called After Mash, a film, a show I never heard mm -hmm. of. I, you've never seen that? I've seen that show. It was a it, Mash sequel. It was number one its first week, and then it just tanked in the ratings and it went off the air. But they tried to follow up Mash after it went off the air. Fridays, of course, it was kind of like a poor man Saturday Night Live. The breakout yeah. star, of course, was Michael Richards, from, and he got on Seinfeld later. Now, yeah. we saw Mark Blankfield in The Jerk 2, Mike. Uh -huh. And he was straight out of Fridays, and he shares many scenes with her. 
Of course, okay. they were cast members, you know. Okay. The big head. Now, she died. Part of the reason she died, she was 76 years old and she had uh, brain cancer. But part of the reason she died was complications from COVID-19. Oh, that's too bad. That's so sad. It is. Now, she was 76. I'm sure she had 20 years left in her. But mm -hmm. yeah, COVID was a problem. Now, look, you see it says custom surboards. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Good catch. How did they miss that? Well, the, the okay, Randall the says that that was a real mistake in real life. And so they added the scene in which uh, Weekend at Bernie's guy is putting in an F. We'll see that okay. later. Okay. Carol Wayne, I know her as uh, I'm an I Dream of Jeannie. Not, I love Barbara Eden's my fantasy. Yeah. She was Bootsy Nightingale in one of the funniest episodes of the show. So I remember her from that. She was a very lovely lady. She was pretty out of it by this time. She was pretty out of it and gone. She, she would say to was E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. She was just a little out of it. I think they were putting her on bad meds, like I have experience with, but I think she was, there was somebody messing with her. So it wasn't just pot? She was on more serious drugs? I think so. It seemed to me she was pretty stoned out. Maybe she was just on pot. I'm not into drugs. I don't know, but she was on something. That's now, Mike, she would go on to pass away a year later. Yeah, in just the last film. Circumstances. Is that she like had, found out? She had an argument with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, she is missing. And then she washes up on shore. Now, the autopsy says there were no drugs and alcohol. Um, so was she murdered? I mean, it is possible. I don't know. I don't know. But Sounds like a Columbo episode. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now they have. He was very sweet. She's she's good in this movie too. Uh, I mean, especially with this, with the scene. Everybody played their roles well. I don't think anybody's really bad. Everybody played their roles well. Well, there is the argument that Linda, but I don't know. I think maybe it was just her personality. She was pretty flat. Uh huh. Okay, now here Good we have point. the producers' add-on scenes, and you can see it's a Rolls Royce. Uh -huh. And they, one they of were, these guys is named Fred Asparagus. That's his name. We saw another movie with Fred Asparagus. We've had this conversation. I don't Do know if tell? it was. was is it that a joke on movie? Fred Astaire or something? Maybe it was one of those National Lampoon movies, Mike. Oh. Yeah. No, I think it was his actual name, or or definitely his stage name. So we could see the added stuff, like this is added. Yeah. Now we're gonna see the perfunctory male ass shot that we don't want. Yes, yeah, the most destructive trend in movie making. Blech. Well, there you go. I did enjoy your, your commentary on the Vinegar Syndrome uh, track, and you had mentioned that this movie goes from, like, the comedy scene of those the duplex to yeah. these guys' butts. Like, it, it yeah. has a, quite a range to this movie. Mm -hmm. High and low. Now, here comes Eddie again in a very oh, funny scene. Right. I'm a Jew dressed like an Arab. That's right. Yeah. And this is in Santa Monica, I guess. Uh, this was Santa Monica Beach, which I love. I love filming there. There I am, my towel head. Nice cola. 
You know who now, has that joke now? You know who has that joke now, by the way? And I always wonder if they got it as a homage to this movie, The Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons, they drink Buzz Cola. Buzz Cola, yes. Yeah, is that a tribute to Surf 2? Or did that just I, happen to come up? You know, this, this movie has Buzz with three or four Zs, and Simpsons has two. I think it was a reference, and The Simpsons blew up and became an institution, and the reference yeah. is now part of their lexicon without any reference. We started it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to talk to the writers if that happened. Now, look I, how lucky Eddie is. Look, Linda's no. touching, got his arm. <laughs> look how lucky he is. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I hate those. Oh, she surfers. likes the surfers. Yeah. Look at that when he's got a face like a Rottweiler. I remember. That. That's, <laughs> I remember right, that's right. This movie is so funny because it's like California surf culture saying we don't like punk rock music. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in real life, Randall really hated the punks. And oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. So he wrote this thing in one single weekend. He had had a surfing accident and a surfboard went through his cheek. So he was on all sorts of painkillers and his own recreational drugs from being a young person. And he, he, okay, this is one of my favorite scenes because this is clearly missionary. What's going to do? So you want that sound? I think it's best if we just sit here and wait. You know, Harry Kaiser. Well, we we always know him as Weekend and Bernie, so to actually see him speak yeah. is fantastic. Weekend and Bernie's. Now he was in over forty credits, and we think of him as Bernie's, but he was yeah. always in films. You know, I remember reading an, a Playboy centerfold where they had Weekend and Bernie's. They had him in character next to topless women bathing. <laughs> really? Now look at this tacky. great scene. Isn't this sexually titillating? I mean, that's missionary times too. You're right. Never thought of it. Never thought of it. It's a very sexual film, you're right. I'm sure millions of women fantasize about me watching this movie. <laughs> well, they got Prime Eddie in this movie. <laughs> okay, now, this is one of the greatest scenes in the film. Okay. Now, a strange thing happens. They throw, like, a tear gas canister, and through magic, it ends up inside the shack. It's very strange. Well, it blows up and they survive. It's a, definitely a cartoon movie. Well, that's another thing. Like a tear gas canister makes an explosion. Does that make okay, sense? And they this live. Is honestly, the first thing I don't remember. Let me see this. I don't remember this. Oh, here, I'll crank it up for you. Flames are breaking right. I'm just fucking total vertically, all right? I look right. Water. I look left. In Water. this scene, Eric is drunk for the first time in his life, literally. We're talking greater, right? And then this cat, this geek, I look at him, he's a total geek, he comes in. I had, I had to stop it. But the, the ladies are going to distract them. They're tired of this surf, surf talk. So they, they're going to take their tops off. Right. Oh, However, okay. their girlfriends are jealous, and they're going to call and say they're, they're attacking the, these girls, and the cops come. So things will get okay. escalated. But it's pretty obvious it's them. It's the only parked car on the beach. No, Eric had never been drunk in his whole life, and Randall thought he should have a little bit of alcohol for this scene, so he felt very sick. Interesting. Good trivia. That's my job. Okay, here comes Chef Boyardee and yep. Inspector Underpants. Right. Inspector Underwear and Knitter's Underpants. 
No, you're right. You're right. Under. Underwear? Underwear, I thought. Underwear. <laughs> you're totally right. It's underwear. Yeah, I mean, well, my, maybe yeah. we'll turn the sound up when we get there because, yeah, they're going to go through the book and Lyle sure. will be misreading and Horshack will. Mm -hmm. the like it's very funny. Get a couple more cops involved. Yeah, over the top squat here. Mm -hmm. There you go. They're happy about it. Here come the boobs. Hey, you guys are nude. Very impressive. <laughs> anyway, I'm that point Isn't that funny? They just keep going. Anyway. Okay, here you well, go. This is Carl's first Bring it up now. All right. We know you're in there. So home on out. Home on out. Come on out. Come on out. So come on out with your fat. Oh, I remember that. And, These poor and, girls. Do they feel bad when they have to film this? I wonder when they have to do this. Right. On the commentary, you're talking about them coming to Hollywood, trying to be the next Catherine Hepburn, and yeah. they end up in Surf 2. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, you wonder. Funny the, okay, it's now, funny the courses our, our lives take. Who knows? I'm sure they weren't expecting this. Now it's all it's gotta be bulletproof because none of the bullets are getting through. But yet yeah. this guy's gonna lob a canister of tear gas and it's gonna go right inside. Here well, it goes. This film does introduce itself as a cartoon with Big Head eating the grate up front. So we kind of suspension is disbelieved. The, yeah, eating the fence, and that was fake, by the way, and you can tell because the gray spray paint ends up on Big Head's tongue. Right. But it does set the tone of this movie that you know yeah. no one's really gonna get hurt. And I wonder you do, what it was made of. Yeah, it looks like licorice or something like that. It's Definitely yeah, spray paint. Yeah. Chaplin shoe, Charlie Chaplin shoe in the gold rush. Yeah, yeah, it was that fabric. The effects are good in this movie. The zombies are very uh, fun. Yeah, they are effective. And this is the early age. days of punk rockers, I guess. And it's funny, if you look at this cycle of like, a lot of girls have that kind of makeup. Now I'm looking at the punk faces. Girls like to dress up like that now, as much as the guys. With the blue the streak of hair. Yeah, with all that stuff on their face. Yeah, two-color hair, stuff on their lips. Yeah. I love how Ron is, you know, he's... Oh, he the cigar, too. Film. He grips that cigar the entire time. Yeah. Right, so that, I guess they have to go to jail for this uh, issue. Smart. You have been seriously hurt in there. Not a chance. They were going to pass their panties. <laughs> okay now here's jocko and as you know sparkle lured him and john and now they're zombies because they drank buzz cola right now in this scene tom villard or a scene that's coming up is going to freak out and when they were shooting it eric stoltz I mean, they were really scared, and Jeff were really scared that he was going to hit them and hurt them. 
I'm, I'm laughing at the scene because they say, why don't you get something to eat? And there's like a uh, stalk of celery just hanging out there. And he goes straight for yeah. the motor oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom had that funny way of walking like a zombie. Nobody else could do it like him. He had that shaky walk. Nobody else could zombie walk like him. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've seen him in One Crazy Summer. We got it made and a lot of other stuff. And Yeah, uh, he, we've got it made, right? That show that flopped. But I, I watched it because of Tom. He yeah, me good. too. He deserved better. He, he left us much too soon. Now, he was in Greece too, and I think you were in that as well. I was in Greece too, barely. I'm still trying to think where was Tom in Greece too? What did he play? My friend Stevie said he was in that, and I don't know where he was. What did he play? I don't know. I only know from IMDb credits that he was in that. My wife probably knows. And he is a Star Trek connection, Mike. He was in Deep Space Nine. Okay. Tom Villard. Oh, wow. This so is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Now we're having a delivery of Bud's Cola, and mm -hmm. we will have. Look how young you are, Eddie. Look at uh, that. Great fashion. Yeah. Young stud. Yeah, you got the, the handcuffs on the side and the suspenders. Yeah. yeah. Now, Eddie, I understand that you graduated high school and went straight to Hollywood. Tell yes, us your motivation. I came out the next day. I wanted to be a comedian. Well, I worked at my dad's jewelry store. I had worked there, and I fell asleep in the display window. And dad fired me, so I couldn't do that. Dad offered to buy me a Dairy Queen franchise there, and I didn't want to run a Dairy Queen. So dad said, tell you what, I'll give you $400 a month. This is 1975, remember? Yeah. He goes, I'll send you $400 a month. You can live on that. Try making it in Hollywood. So he'd send me $400 a month, and I got greased within two years. I lucked out. In Terrific. those days, yes. four, yeah, 400 was enough in those days. My rent, I think, was 125 a month. And the rest wow. bought me food, you know, and in, 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 in those years, I would pay. Nowadays, you know, $400, you, you'll survive for like a week on that if you're lucky. I think with inflation, $400 is like $4,000, $5,000 now. Yeah, exactly. My dad was a very generous man. Well, I guess he had a little bit of money if he's throwing around Dairy Queen franchises and $400 yeah. checks. He was a great businessman. That's great. We didn't get on that great. You know, we had a lot of fights and all, but he was, when it came down to it, he was a really good father. I should have been a better son to him. I wish was better, I was a better son. We all have that wish, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Hindsight is perfect. Okay. Yeah. Now, Linda is a nerdy girl from high school, right. but Menlo or Bonnie has figured out how to give her like a beautification machine. And this yeah. is what keeps her pretty. And this is why she must be uh, on board with him and yeah. helping him so that she doesn't revert back to nerdism. Making, yeah, making that knockout a nerd. Is, it's amazing metamorphosis, isn't it? This, this is, is a jarring image. Brainchild in uh, one weekend of painkillers. He came up yeah. with all of this. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a jarring image. Just, putting the, putting the trivia I never knew. That's interesting. What did Randall do? Now, did Randall work after this movie? Yes, and as a matter of fact, this movie was a bit of an embarrassment, and he would be in some, you know, like somebody's office, and when they find out that he did surf too, lots of times that was it. The interview was over. His agent uh, hated it. His uh, agent said, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever read, uh -huh. you know, because he was writing family things. He had never done a comedy. He was right. writing dramas. Right. You know? Interesting. Now, this is another great moment in this scene. Like, I would never expect to see this in a movie. They're kind of reenacting, I guess, like the Mark Twain frog story. But 
they well, have the chariots um, of fire music. Right, chariots of fire. Up the frog or something? Yeah, they're racing frogs. Yeah, and they, and they have this fake. Chariots oh yeah, of fire it's music. A chariot of fire. Yeah, chariots of fire. <clears throat> Which was on everybody's mind because it was late seventies. What was it? Seventy-eight, seventy-nine. Oh, eighty-three. Right. It was super on people's mind. Now, could chariots of fire suit us for plagiarism? Can they do that, or, or do you have license to steal like that? You, they probably not every note. Not every the, note. Right. No, they didn't. You, you can take the song and then change a note or two and get away with it. And that's oh, is that how they do it? Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Put, that, put down that beaker, Borker, or yeah, what was the line? Yeah, right, right, right. Put down that Booker beaker. Yeah. Yeah. Not too labored. Look how well dressed Cleavon is in all this scene. You know. Yeah, he's great. What a what a wonderful nice man. Now, Peter Isaacson was a wonderful comedic actor. He ended up becoming oh, yeah. a producer. After mm -hmm. CPO Sharky, he just sort of wasn't in front of the camera anymore. Yeah, he wasn't. Peter is a great dear friend. He's wonderful. We did a Magnum PI the year before this, and I, he was just the sweetest yeah. guy in the world. Now, he just, I asked him about that. He just said he never liked acting. He never wanted the attention. Like, we're, we're pretty much egomaniacs. You know? An actor is, you know, look at me, an actress. Look at me, look at me. Peter was never yeah. that way. He, liked, he was much happier behind the camera. He just didn't have the ego for it. Yeah. yeah. And it's too bad because he was so funny. He nails it. He nails it when you know, he addresses get up. the audience. That scene on the beach, get down, get up. Yes. You know, that where he goes, yeah. get up. I thought that was hilarious. I always laugh at that one. And when he does the aut autopsy on the surfer, it's yeah. hilarious. And it's, yeah. I still think him on the skateboard. He's yeah. going to introduce these movies uh, by skateboarding up on stage and then like uh -huh. hopping off the skateboard and walking to the dais. It's really right. funny, like just very graceful. And this scene yeah. too is great. I mean, we've already seen the surfer blow his nose on the uh, bed sheet, and uh, you can see Cleveland just going to faint. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Down he goes. Now, you know, one thing I should mention: this has a, a '60s, '80s, and a '50s vibe, and I feel like this this yeah. music. It seems like what they would have on the Gleason show or something. You write these commercials. Or yeah. in Greece, you know, we have that. You know, Greece, we have the commercial on TV. Brush up, brush up, brush up. The 50s commercials. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, look, I love the way that the director says, okay, we did our bit in which it's a split screen. So let's just break reality. Yeah. Exactly. He was Randall, Randall was actually a good director. I think he was really good. He's one of the better directors I've worked with. I personally loved working for him. I thought he was really good. Well, from what I understand is he would let you do your thing. He had no yeah. issue with how you were but he wouldn't rein you in or tell you right. to play it up more. That's how I like directors. I worked for a turkey called Richard Fleischer, the worst director I ever did. And every time I tried to contribute something, oh no, he was a crabby old curmudgeon. Every time, mm. hey, can I do, I don't know, anywhere, just this old grouch. Randall was the opposite. He was very giving. Anything I suggested, he tried. Now, if he didn't like it, we wouldn't do it. But he gave me free reign. You're right. You let me try anything I wanted. He was a really great comedy director. I love them. Now, Mike, we saw Ruth Buzzy last year in Bad Guys, that wrestling film. A wrestling movie, which was also like 86. So she definitely uh -huh. had a career going after in the 80s. Yeah. I, yes. I know, um, what was the movie with Alan Arkin? Uh, Carl Burnett, where it was like he was sleeping in the Transbay Terminal of San Francisco, and Ruth Buzzy was like kind of a, uh, I don't know, she was part of a gang that was against him. 
Choo Choo something. I, I I forget, but I've seen Ruth in a lot of Buzzy in a lot of films. After, after I think her legacy got away from me. Yeah, her legacy will always be laughing. Of course, she'll always laughing. be tied. Yes. It's like no yeah. matter what I do, I'll always be tied to Greece, no matter what. But her legacy will be laughing. She now they are. Anxiety. They are real life scared of him right now. Tom Ballard apparently is the nicest guy, but yeah. the, you know somebody said definitely Roland slamming. Yeah, freaked out slam danced. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because he's going to slam his head through the wall and then continue climbing out, even though there's yeah. no reason to do so. Uh, that wasn't scripted. Him hitting his head through the wall was scripted, and you can see that great um, uh, smoke machine that's coming. Yeah, up kind of great. Of him right. crawling through the wall. It that keeps was all going. Him. Yeah, it's really. Oh, yeah. uh, here comes our wall. Here slam. comes boom. You boom. See the that's all you need. Up. That's all you need. And then he keeps going. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Did he pass away of AIDS? Is that right? Well, it was the answer is yes. It was pneumonia, uh -huh. but I mean, you know, there's no immune system, and right. so the pneumonia okay. took him. Yeah. yeah, sadly, I've it's, had I've worked with so many actors who who passed away of AIDS. It's so sad. Okay, so here we go, Mike. Your scene in which my favorite scene. Right up there. Look at that. How graceful is that? Oh, yeah. Now the audience hates him because he's an uncool teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah, is there like any breath? Like, don't they like not see the teacher at night? It's it's the high they school. They don't get a break. They don't get a break. <laughs> see Cleavon sitting there. We hardly notice him. Right. In a magazine, yeah. Now Eddie's about to walk in in great cowboy boots and stuff, but right, Linda is really dressed up. This really. is where I put my legs up on the table, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well. There was a scene, we'll see a scene where someone lights a dog do do bag and you, you crush it in your boots. Right now. And then, yeah. But <laughs> right. you'll see somebody really concerned in the crowd trying to put the fire out after the scene. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. Well, it must you smell like... You a good eye, Mike. Yeah, well, it's weird because it, technically if shit did burn in a theater, people would probably leave the theater. It right. Is I, yeah, so it's a cartoon movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the now film burns Yeah, I love this scene because we're watching a movie, watching the, uh, people watch a movie, so mm -hmm. we get to see ourselves right. kind of in it until well, the punk see the film. What's the recent film we saw? Did you see the one that came up with Sharon Tate? That Sharon Tate in the film. It was a yeah, right. movie, and she's, she's watching, watching the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, and this is she's like me watching there. that. Yeah, it's like me. Yeah. It's like the Sharon Tate same thing. Didn't she put her feet up on the seat too? Same thing. Oh sure, bare feet. They stole it from too. Tarantino took this for Surf 2. That's right. Yeah. You know, knowing Tarantino, he probably saw Surf 2. I wouldn't be surprised. He loves weird esoteric films. Yeah. Oh, sure. And this that. is such a Southern California film, too. I mean, yeah. It's a commentary on these surf movies. You know, I had a friend that used to host these films, like Warren Thomas or whatever the guy's name was, and mm -hmm. they would just show clips of surfboarding for right. you know endless, endless summer type of film. Now, who's yeah. that Hollywood? Is it Elvira? That's the vibe I get off of her album. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I could see that. And a little Liquid Sky, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Liquid Sky. I don't know if right. you know that movie, Eddie. Uh, look at that great cowboy hat, man. Okay, so yeah. here we go. He likes the dookie. <laughs> oh, no! Your, your poor boots. Yeah. The only time in my life I ever wore cowboy boots. <laughs> I see this fire right there. This guy's going to put it out. He, he can't take it. 
right next to Johnny Bighead, who was doing Belushi's uh, Bluto. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, this whole movie, not that we're going to see it because it's going to burn up, but the whole movie is right. just shots of surfing. Yeah, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. What has Josh been doing over the years? Can you tell me I loved him? Yeah. Let me Did he work after this movie? Um, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I want you to know that um, Sparkle is trying to warn everybody about Buzz Cola, uh -huh. but uh, Menlo Bunny keeps shutting them down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not, and the gremlins do this too I, I think around this time they eat the film yeah I love it okay Johnny Bighead Joshua Camp Cadman uh, Josh Cadman right do too much. he was in an episode of Quantum Leap in 89 and that was his last credit uh -huh. He was in The Sure Thing in 85, going all the way in 81, so that's mm -hmm. earlier. Okay. Um, they, do, they do have him on the video, on the DVD, the, the Blu-ray of uh, the uh, recent reissue, where the, he talks mm -hmm. in the making of, and he, okay. he gives his okay. regards, but he, he doesn't, okay. he, yeah. So he said, I love this scene. What a great horror movie scene. Like, you, you have a romantic dinner with zombies serving food to her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what girl could resist this? Was that? Yeah. What girl could resist this? Yeah. Now, one of the zombies is like drinking their wine. Yeah, they break the bottle and drink it. Yeah. I think I saw a recent movie where it was very similar that there was like kind of a mad scientist who created a romantic scene, but it was just out of just pure horror behind. That's interesting. Who knows? Everybody's stealing from Surf, too, apparently. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. We agree. I would love to really, though, I've always wanted to ask the Simpsons writers if they got Buzz Cola from that as a little homage. I, the first time I saw that was like about 30 years ago, and I've always wondered about it. Yeah, because they I'll did a lot, of, a lot of their bits are homages, homages that are now like part of their canon. Like the phone calls that Mo got were based on these calls from the two bar in, in right. Jersey City. And right. then there's like... Even the dough is a reference to some guy in the 30s. So the references yeah, with, become uh, what's his their moneymaker. James Finlayson, yeah, and the Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't get yeah. any money off of it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, and they make a profit off it. Oh, this is yeah. a crazy scene right here. This is, this is the scene where I was watching this and I just couldn't believe it was happening. Well, it's not camera tricks. They are really going to turn this into a convertible mm -hmm. right now with a chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, they're going to cut through it really. They yeah, it's crazy. It. Yeah. Now, this director never saw joysticks, never even heard of it. And it so goes with this film. Uh-huh. Joysticks was before this? Around the same time, I think. Okay, yeah, I remember joysticks coming out. Joy. I have it right here. Somewhere. Oh, here, I'm going to have to play the line. 1983. Joysticks was 1983. This is... <laughs> What convertible? Mom, we're taking the convertible out. Yeah, the soundtrack is great. Like, it's interesting watching the videos because the original movie had Dick, uh, the Untouchables perform, and in this version, Dick Dale plays. Yeah, you, Dick see, Dale. F? you see the F? Yeah, now, adding the F in there. Dick Dale was cut from this. Version. Oh, it was cut, and then the, the Untouchables. 
he's in. Now, did you meet Dick Dale, Eddie? No, I, ne I never remember meeting him, no. Not now, this guy was the father of surf music. He did right? all that stuff with reverb. He had like Arabic scales, you know. Interesting. And he was a big, big deal. No, I, I didn't know that. Now, Carol was all about The Tonight Show. She was a recurring character on yes. Johnny Carson. Yeah, the tea party girl, the tea, right. tea time lady. Tea time lady. This is a very a fun fight that they're having. She did, she did a Bewitched episode. She was a very famous actor in the 60s and 70s. She did a yes. lot of TV. Yes. There's a girl. Here's another question. There's a girl on Playboy called Nina Wayne. Is that Carol's sister? She looks just like her. Um, yes. Nina yeah. was her sister, and okay. they started, they were um, like ice capades kind of people. They were skaters together, uh -huh. and uh -huh. they were in some films and such together. But Carol, Carol got onto The Tonight Show, and that led to many other things. But Nina, now, Carol was in Playboy. Lyle Wagner was in Playgirl. Uh-huh. I think some um Linda was in Playboy, mm -hmm. and there's one other who was in Playgirl. Uh, it might Wagner? have been the dad. Lyle Wagner. Lyle Wagner. Lyle Wagner, yeah. Playgirl. But there's another one of the dads who was as well. Well, really? Comedian one. Oh. Oh, how funny. You mean Morgan Paul or the other guy? The comedian with the mustache? Yes, it's... Um, yeah. Yeah. Biff Menard. Biff Maynard, yeah. Biff Maynard. Maynard. Yeah. Maynard. Uh -huh. Now, it's really interesting. His birth and death both have mystery. There's, like, he was either born in 39 or 43. He's got, mm -hmm. like, a duplicate paperwork. Uh -huh. And his death, he was sick for a long time, but nobody knows how he died. What his, was the sickness he had? Mm -hmm. He died in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. This is, uh, this is entertainment. Can I tell you a, a true fact? I don't, I don't want to bring your thing down. But I, I was going to say, I wasn't going to mention this, but since he's dead, I guess it doesn't matter. But he was uh, in real life a racist. I never, like I haven't worked with a racist. He was the most racist man I ever met. We I was with, this, I worked with him one day, okay, and there was an African-American secretary. And he said, I'm going to rub your head for luck. And he's literally, I was like cringing. I wanted to build wow. him. But he was saying this stuff. He was, I mean, you hear the term thrown around, racist, racist. But he was a real life race. He must have been raised ignorantly. But as wow. far as me, he was a nice guy. But he was a very ignorant man. Now, in the scene in which they're in the town council, and right. you're underneath the table hiding, right. apparently, uh, he, Mannard wanted to fight with Cleavon. There was going to be a, they were going to have a fight. Yeah, it's mentioned in the commentary. Now I'm thinking he's African-American. Maybe that was. Might be. Maybe it had something to do with it. I would say he was the only racist I've ever worked with in like 20 odd films all my career. Yeah. yeah. Uh -oh. okay, so now we're going to get our gross out scene in which they eat a lot, bunch of disgusting stuff. And yeah. Yeah. A boom mic. A boom mic yes. is visible. Oh, even worse. Oh, is that right? <laughs> The, the gross outs we could handle, but the boom mic was too much. Yeah, that <laughs> right. the top. When we watched the both versions, the theatrical cut and the uh, director's cut, they added mm -hmm. even more gross stuff to the gross out scenes. Like, really? 
Yeah, so the, uh, the, our uh, asparagus is going to have bird shit on his sandwich, which he's going to eat. Oh, I remember that, yeah. yeah. You know what gross me? I remember, this is later in the movie, but I remember the scene where they're having sandwiches at the end, you know, and Ruth, we're on the beach, Ruth Buzzy eats a mayonnaise sandwich. She really eat yeah. that. She really ate, it, I almost threw up. I, it made me <laughs> nauseous. But she, I saw she put the mayonnaise on it, she took a big bite of the sandwich. Oh, my God. It's that's a that's a favorite scene because of your hats. Yeah, the hats you wear in this way, movie. You know, that was my real hat. That was my real yeah. hat. I had. I'd use it as a gag, and I brought it in this set, and Randall let me use it. Oh, now sure. we have the producer Porky's kind of boob smack there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now the original footage with everyone dancing in the cast, and then this added on footage. It's mixed in in the same scene, and they kind of have a different feeling. Interesting. Even the even the sunlight hitting them, it's from right, a different, different angle, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, so there's the untouchables. That's the untouchables, right. And they mentioned there's a guy from the Southern California dance uh, punk scene that dances in this movie that they, they talked a lot about. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. So there was really a group, there was a group called the Untouchables? Sure, they're actually in Repo Man, the movie too. Okay, uh, as well. I didn't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm so not into that scene. Okay. Yeah, it was like the the ska scene of the uh -huh. Southern California early '80s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and he really goes for it, Tom Ballard, in this movie, in this scene. It's gonna eat. Yeah, he chews up the scenery literally, doesn't he? Literally. This is the part of the movie where I, I regret telling people they should see this movie because you have yeah. that duplex scene. It's so clever, so well done. And then he breaks yeah. the, the window. And then you have this scene. And it's like, yeah. I still have to endorse this movie. And then they added this part where it's yeah. gross and yeah. You're right. Why mess with it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is all not really gross stuff it's like baked goods in the form of a starfish and mm -hmm. uh, gummy worms kind of stuff yes okay well i could get i could deal with that but then watching those guys eat bird shit sandwiches is yeah. like too much yeah god knows i guess that was whipped cream maybe i don't know what they used yeah got their buzz money yeah <laughs> Now, the guy yeah. you were talking about, Mike, his name was Craig Allen Rothwell, and he was called Spaz Attack back in the punk days. Okay, yeah, so he's doing his Spaz Attack dance in this movie. Now, he was oh, in Ego's um, Can't Get No Satisfaction, and he did, like, five backflips in which he lands on his back. It must have hurt. Yeah, mm. it's a good song for him. Yeah, it's gross. Like, I feel so embarrassed. Like, I tell people to see this movie. Yeah. Like, Don't worry about the TNA. It's just the way it yeah. is. And then you get to this. No, scene, I, mean, like, I would be embarrassed to bring my parents to this movie or my sister with, with the <laughs> TNA and this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of the reasons why this film kind of resonated because it it had its TNA and then more. Okay, so we get the bird shit and titties in the background in the scene. Right. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got these cool looking punks. Yeah, Carl's you, have to balance it, away. you have to balance yeah, the, the, right. the art, and it's hard, it's a hard balance in showbiz. Yeah, like he's eating the bird shit. 
Yeah. I don't want to think about this. Now, um, Eddie, you talked about playing poker a lot with Eric and Josh, but that's yeah. just after the movie was done. You would go on to play poker with them. No, right? I think it was during the movie, too. I think during the shoot, we'd do it on weekends, you know. We would, uh -huh. we would hang together. They were great. Eric, Jeffrey, and, and Josh were all great guys. We'd hang together a lot. Oh, no, the one thing he doesn't want to yeah. eat. Is that one of your hats? Which is that one? It was like an umbrella. Oh, that's mine. Yes, that is mine yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I brought that in. The umbrella and the big hat are both mine. So he doesn't drink it, big head. Don't drink it, big head. Don't drink no, it. Big head. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He'll eat all the shit on the beach. Yeah. He's kind of like our Superman at the end. He's like James Bond. He breaks into the villain's lair and, and frees everybody. Yeah. So Tom Villard wins the gross out contest. Yeah. He <laughs> seems happy about it. Now this soundtrack was never released, and Oingo Bongo wrote a yeah, Oingo yeah. Bongo wrote a song for this movie, and it's nowhere else unless you watch this movie. Is that right? I That's think it's called "Hold Me Back." That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. Oingo Boingo completist, you have a copy of Surf yeah. 2. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, know this guy right here. Surf songs. Uh -oh. Yes, this is Spaz Attack. Wrong guy to drink it. And he will do his freak out dance. You know, this is his trademark. This was what got him onto a Devo video. But they all like his dancing. They do. So there were three Beach Boys songs. There was the Circle Jerks were in this, Thomas Dolby. Um, Oingo Boingo had two songs. One you can't find anywhere else. Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo. Oh, yeah, I love that song. Great soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Did the Beach Boys, so the Beach Boys might have seen Surf too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's well, at least right. they got a yeah. check from it for sure. It's strange yeah. to hear the Beach Boys on this because it, it seems like. Well, they get right. around. They, they get, get around. around. <laughs> right. Touche. Very good. Well, dead. Wait a minute. You two, you two have two of the Beach Boys' names. Did you realize it? Oh, yeah. Mike well, I guess. Are yeah. they Beach Boys? Uh, well, I think Carl's a better name than Mike when it comes to the Beach Boys. Oh, also Mike Love, yeah. I'm yeah, Mike Love. Up. I'm Eddie. <laughs> you have a pretty decent name, I think. Oh, so they abduct the girls. Did you guys not get that joke? That was hilarious. No, say What happened? What's the joke? Yeah, what happened? I thought you had a I think you have a pretty decent name. Your name oh, Menlo Schwarzer? Funny? No, no. Okay, forget it. He's I'm trying sure to ride decent with oh, decent. decent name. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I, I would like to apologize on behalf That's of the late. podcast. You're absolved. You're absolved. Thank you. You tell that joke halfway through the movie. <laughs> now, Eddie used no cue cards in this. No, you're right. Movie. These were the early days, and I did. And this was after War Games. War Games was when I started using them, but this I did all myself. No cue cards. Right. Nice. I thought War Games was a really good character. You're giving away our best stuff. Yeah. I couldn't say date encryption algorithm. I just kept forgetting the line, so they gave me the cue cards. 
Okay, so now Sparkle is going to sort of team up with um, with Chuck and uh, Joe, and they're yeah. going to. I don't know, like she's got her Sparkle's got her toe half in the water. She wants to help them, but she doesn't reveal everything until mm -hmm. the way end of this whole scene. Mm -hmm. Now, this was the very first scene they shot for this movie. It's a really long scene. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's we we meet all the surfers up front, and half of them turn into to zombies. So these zombies, are the two right. main characters. Like, I you don't really expect it. Like, I, I thought it would be the other people. Mm -hmm. But, they're, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, they're going to kill this guy, basically. They'll open him up, remove his guts, leave him there. Well, he won't die. He'll Remember, he's going to drink Buzz Cola, and it's going to come out of the sutures, right? Yes, yeah, right. Now, we give Randall a lot of credit for this film, but much, much, much of this film was ad-libbed. And um, we're like some of the greatest things Peter says, like, that's the cycle of life right there, boys. It was all <laughs> ad-libbed. Yeah. He's really funny at this. My, the only thing I remember was a little, it takes like a couple seconds. My last scene on the beach, you know, where we're on the beach, and I have that big hat that sticks out. Yeah, I'm trying to head and smack somebody. But that was my bit. I said, I'm going to do that. That's fine. <laughs> That was the only thing I remember. I, I remember pretty much sticking to the script on my part because I love to ad-lib and I have a hard time memorizing lines. You do stick to the script in this film. Yeah, pretty yeah. much so. That's the well, it's such a good... funny. That's funny. I guess it's Jaws. It's nice that he has the plastic uh, curtains already prepared. Mm. Now, there were plans. Well, they were very, very loose. It was just Randall thinking about it. But there were plans for a th another a follow-up movie. It was going to be called Surf 3 no. 3D. You're kidding. Well, the whole concept was these aliens crash into the ocean and in Southern California, and they kind of get hooked on surfing. Um, and they had, like, two hands... So they would walk on their hands and mm -hmm. uh, and sort of like a head, and they would disguise themselves by wearing balloon pants, you know, those mm -hmm. 80s MC Hammer kind of pants. Right, right. I didn't even hear about this. I never heard of it. Well, I only heard it on the D, uh, the Blu-ray commentary mm -hmm. uh, with Randall Baddett. Oh, we nice. were, you know, of course, you know, we were the first movie in the history of motion pictures to be a two before there was a one. There was actually a Guinness Movie Records book and Surf 2 was listed. It goes, the, the first movie ever to be listed as 2 when there was no original movie. And then later, okay. I think Bill Cosby took that gag. He had Leonard Part 6. He kind of right. had a switch on that gag, but we were the first. It is so funny how it's Surf 2, the end of the trilogy. It's yeah, exactly. For the yeah, first movie. Yeah. yeah. I used to have a poster. There was a great poster for it, I remember. A girl's legs on a surfboard. It was a great poster. I think I've seen that. It has a list of all the music on it, too. Yeah. Also, I think it's one of the two or three films I got top billing. You know, it's, I, I don't get the top billing, bro. I'm usually one of the lower ones. Do you and remember the other ones? Guy. Yeah, you're a villain in this. Oh, yeah, I'm a bad guy. You're right. You're, you're right. Yeah. Now, here he wakes them all up just by talking. 
Yeah, he's the secret weapon in this movie because he he just kind of hits when you don't expect it. Yeah, it's crazy that he never liked being in front of the camera because he's so funny. His he's so hilarious, isn't he? Yeah. Now this is the scene in which Sparkle will reveal everything, including her real identity. I right. forget your name. See how the he's not dead. He got oh, autopsy, right. but he's not dead. Right. Oh, thank God. And here comes the uh, the gag, cartoon gag. Now, if that happened in my house, I would definitely put a tray underneath it so it won't hit the carpet. <laughs> you you can't sit down without a coaster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what became of Brandis Kemp? Did she work after this? She passed away recently. Uh, oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, she was so nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, just Friday, a couple yeah. Friday's lasted for about two seasons, I remember. You know, it's it's actually on one of the streaming services. I think Tubi has has it. Not all, not every episode, but they do have the Andy Kaufman ones that they were known for. Oh yeah, those right. That was the big one, right? Remember? Yeah. Jack Burns came in. Yeah, they got in a fight. I remember that. But what was weird that he showed up the next season, and he, Andy Kaufman was born again with his wife, and he spent the monologue singing Christian songs, and then stopped the police from performing because the last bit had drug humor and he was a, against drugs oh my god so he was still doing a routine like and that one's not so well known but yeah she's great in it and the, the show is pretty miserable usually but yeah it was it was a yeah. poor man's saturday night live yeah you now, try to watch him now the one that covid19 yes um, put the period on the end of the sentence now she was not doing well with some brain cancer but it was this complications from COVID-19 that did her in. Oh, that's a shame. Super nice yeah. lady. Yeah. So here comes the secret. Thank you, Mike. I don't that's know. I was his girlfriend. Oh, that's impossible. The only girl Schwartz ever hung around with <laughs> was Florinda Budnick. Yeah, Florinda <laughs> Budnick. Well, they show like a nerdy picture next to her legs and stockings, so it's a mm. little contrast. Yeah, I keep going. This scene doesn't have yet, so we're, we're bored. Yeah, they got. <laughs> This is the Stray Cats. And oh, the Stray okay. Cats? I remember them, yeah. Stray Cat Strut. Yeah, there's a lot of decades of pop culture in this movie. The 50s, yes, you're 60s, exactly right, yeah. You know, uh, Horshack, I guess, for the 70s. Mm-hmm. Now, this was 10 years after... Okay, now, Eddie's hiding under one of those gingham tables by the two dads. Right. And they're arguing to to keep the beach closed until they understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So they say like, everybody knows Buzz Cola is what's the problem. So Eddie replaces the Buzz Cola with Cola, just uh -huh. Coke, you know? Right. And I, it's amazing to me how they go, I don't know, it's just soda, I guess it's okay. They just mm -hmm. did an autopsy on a dude. <laughs> knows it's motor oil. Yeah. 
So Eddie, this is the scene in which um, Banner Mannard wanted to fight Biff wanted to fight Cleavon. Do you remember the incident? No, I honestly don't. I, I don't remember that. Uh, no, for some reason I don't. I don't know why. They okay. got into some kind of upset and they really wanted to fight. Yeah, I'm sure his racism probably had to do it. He probably said something obnoxious and Cleavon probably wanted to fight him. Something might have, you know, it might have happened earlier and it was boiling over. Right, wow. right. <laughs> this is also a great scene because it takes place in the middle of the day in a pizzeria. Yeah. Yeah. kids into zombies he calls him bob's dad not by his name bob's dad. and that was his name in the script bob uh -huh. chuck's dad and bob's dad oh how funny i always thought that was funny that poor chuck and bob has this sordid history that their their fathers are poisoning their kids turning their yeah. friends into zombies <laughs> When they're with them in the previous scene, he goes, why would they be doing it? Why would they be doing it? And they go, money. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Morgan Paul, is he still around? Uh, let me just look. He was the one who I really liked in Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, and he was in, you know, Patton. He goes back to Patton. He's a true classic. Yeah, that's right. He was um, the, the assistant guy, Captain Richard Jensen. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. 82 Blade Runner... Uh, Apple, he was in the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again, Mike. Okay. Uh, he was in Norma Ray. With, okay, uh, so he has yeah, a good resume. That's mysterious, yeah. The Last Hard Men with Charlton Heston. Nice. Uh, I don't think I have any credit for him past the early 80s. Okay, so this might have been his last film. It could be. Okay. And this was definitely the last film of Cindy Lou. Right. Or maybe I'm saying it backwards. Um, Wendy Sue. Yeah. <laughs> Lindy Sue. Lindy, Lindy Sue. Sue, right. It was, was the last Rico. It was the last school for Carol Wayne. Yeah. Right. She passed away after this. Yeah. She yeah. also had brain cancer and she died in her 60s, early 60s. She was 61. Who is this? And this is uh, Lucinda Dooley. Oh my God. That's so tragic. She was so yeah. sweet. Her first film was Spielberg's 1941. This is yeah. her last role. Oh. She got married, oh, so gave up acting. So I worked with her before. I worked with her in 41. Yeah. I have to say, I saw that movie just the last week, and I loved you in it. It was terrific well, thank movie. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Tomorrow is, sadly, we're talking about sad things. Tomorrow is the anniversary of John's passing. Wow. John Bloom? John, John Bloom? Oh, is it? Well, let's talk about something nice. Yeah. Two days from now, Eddie's got a birthday. Yes, thank you for remembering. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I turned 66, believe it or not. I did Greece uh -huh. when I was 20. Surf 2, I was like what? I was, I was uh, 27 when I did Surf 2, I guess. Yeah. That's great. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Thank sure. you, Mike. Thank you, Carl. You've got you've got a full decade on me, and I think I'm old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is where the 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 punks, the zombies, surf, and they're right. not good surfers. Really poor mm -hmm. etiquette. They're gonna push people off. Right. Now you can see how badly done it is. The real surf scenes, that's Eric's stand in. And then the ones they do in the studio, like this. Yeah. 
But you know, those beach movies with Frankie and and uh, Annette, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, we just watched one last week. We we just watched Beach Beach Blanca Bingo last week. You're right. It oh, I so love that fake. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we went to them all as kids. Now, that had Don, Randall, Don Rickles room. Yeah, ahead, Don Rickles was in Beach Right Beach Blanca Bingo. That's Don Rickles in it. Now, Randall didn't do it himself, but the producers of this film, there were two producers, really good people. They went to Annette Funicello and um, what's his name? Um, Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon. And they said, D -d they didn't even like stay on the phone. They're like, we're not, we're not. We're not. No, no, no. Goodbye. Oh, really? Was that Bronstein? Ron Brownstein? Bronstein? Uh, the producers was yeah. George Brownstein. Bronstein That's George Bronstein, right? Yeah. Hamadi. Yeah, and it, it, I worked with Frankie in uh, Greece. You know, he was a wonderful, nice guy. Uh huh. Yeah. And they brought Linda Carriage to the production. Uh -huh. They bumped into Linda Carriage on the street in Los Angeles. They were coincidentally doing a movie in which there was a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Now, Linda had a small mini career as a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. I could see that, yeah. Now, it, that made sense that they saw her and thought, hey, she looks like Marilyn Monroe. So they cast her in this horror film, Fade to Black. Oh, my God, that was famous. Let's see here. I don't think um, I've seen it. Let's see I what music's playing. Playboy. Um... Striking resemblance to Marilyn Monroe. They offered her a part. It led to her posing as an actress for Playboy photo shoot in their December 1980 episode as Marilyn. Mm -hmm. Rampant interest from photographers, filmmakers who wanted to photograph and cast her as lookalike characters. She would appear as a Monroe double once more in Go West, Young Man, 1980. So I guess she's just out of the public eye. This is yeah. very funny. She's born in New South Wales, Australia. The mm -hmm. town she was born and raised in was called Wagga Wagga. Interesting. Okay. She's probably married with kids right now, I bet. I bet. And they're yeah. probably all grown. Yeah. I wonder if Wagga she shows Wagga. up Fozzie Bear came from there, too. Is that right? My favorite Muppet. Well, I'm just making a joke because he always goes wacka wacka. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> then they beat the punks. They yeah, that's right. They win yeah. the trophy. Right. But now, we... go ahead, turn it up. He's going to give a little speech. He's trying to fully control the coast. Yeah, and he's doing it with the help of two bogus businessmen. Our fathers. Oh, Our fathers. Got some gravitas in this movie. Yeah. Now you they go against their parents. They, they got punk. Yeah. They drank the Buzz Cola. Oh, yeah, they get abducted. There's no one else on this beach? Not during filming. Now, we are deep into Act 3 here, and we're getting towards our climax. Mm -hmm. And Menlo will reveal his big plot, and it'll all get messed it's up. Like you're narrating a porn flick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm a Now look how they're getting sucked down into. I mean, it's really just reverse footage, mm -hmm. but they're getting sucked down into uh, uh, Bunny's hideout. 
Right. But it always, it always, the scene always reminds me of the monkeys. Like the monkeys always end in like this. There's some kind of crazy sped up uh, chase scene. Things right. Like fall apart. Right. Right. Yeah. Except there's no song. Right. Okay. There's no. Now we're going to have some of the worst. Now it's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. We're now going to have some of the worst comedic acting we've ever seen. <laughs> and roll them. <laughs> Is this hilarious? What do we think? I think it's <laughs> Give him a break. I do find these suitcases where you stick your head in kind of jarring. Well, they are going to beautify them now. Before it's too late. Too late. That's rich. It's already too late. What time is it? Eddie, do you remember her being up close to you all the time? And... You could smell yeah. her. And... Yeah. By the way, that was my ad lib. That little bit of shtick was mine. Uh huh. What time is it? Oh, it's about that. Hey, never mind. I did like a double take, like a Bob Hope double take there. I threw in little things like that. I love it. It might have worked once, but not again. I used to want to be like the other kids, you know. I wanted to be a surfer. I wanted to be hip and bitchy and gnarly. But that's over now. What I wanted to be. Wait, that was a mistake. Do. I should have said bitching. It should have been B I T C H I N. I said bitchy. That was a mistake by me, and they left it in. With a powerful reverse sex hormone. You know what it's like to be the only guy on the beach with tits? It's miserable. Oh, yeah. This is my drag scene. Yeah. But you're not very stacked. I need falsies, don't I? <laughs> Okay, that's... Budget. okay, now Johnny yeah. Bighead will ruin everything for Menlo by simply destroying the place. I destroy anything. But it does remind me like of James Bond or even Casino Royale in the 60s where mm -hmm. they just come in and destroy everything at the end. Right. The, yeah, the monkey song will play right about now. Yeah, now we'd be hearing Auntie Griselda. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the worst sung song in the history of the rock era. <laughs> <laughs> now, in an earlier script that Randall wrote, you know, and I, I mean earlier by like the first half a day, he was actually having the surfers murder people and kill people. Seriously? And then he was like, yeah. And he's like, this isn't funny. Yeah. That takes away, well, that takes away the comedy atmosphere. It kind of kills the atmosphere. So he abandoned that. Yeah. Good. It does have a good horror element to this comedy, though. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the zombies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It is, yeah. It's a bit of a time capsule, right? Because this went on. We had these punks walking around like that in the 80s. Hey, Eddie. Now the 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 you know secret hideout has been destroyed and they're all kind of washing ashore. Right, and with Dickhead dragging them. Now Menlo will be one of the last ones. Now mm -hmm. in Surf Three Three D, it was supposed to be that he comes out of prison, but in this film, you know Eddie's character never goes to prison. As right. a matter of friends, right? He becomes yeah. friends. I remember being washed up on shore, yeah. Look at I mean, him. With big head, teeth. he's 
He's like James Bond. He goes in the underground lair, destroys it, saves everyone. Right. You would think in this plot that it would be Eric Stoltz, who was the hero, yeah. saving the day, but not at all. Yeah. Now, there are movie rules, and this movie breaks them all. You're right. And I don't think we noticed. I think it's still a good film. Well, yeah, he did something original. Randall did something original there. Now, you really have been struggling. You're tripping and everything, but that was mm -hmm. on purpose, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fall down kind of like Charlie Chaplin. You know, that's the best Chaplin. Uh -huh. I, I don't get a physical stick falling down. And then tossed into the back. Yeah. Now, he is going to get taken away here. But we're going to see him on the beach in a minute. Yeah. Not a, I, I mean, just have my famous hat. Yeah. It is touching. Everyone's friends at the end. I wonder whatever became of that hat, by the way. Some lucky guy on eBay has it. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, we'd be touching base with you to find out what happened to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, here comes Other our dads. dad. And the joke is they're womanified. Yeah. And then Fred As uh, Asparagus chases after them at the end. Yeah, and you can see that that is a tacked-on thing. It's it's not really the dads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, in respect to the producers, which I really don't want to do, they tied it in together because the extra footage met the original footage in this mm -hmm. movie. Nice camera. Minolta, remember that? Yeah. I think it's so funny today. You take a picture with your phone, and it does the sound of the 35-millimeter film advancing. Yeah. Well, they have to. It's by law. You have, to, you have to indicate someone's photographing you. Uh-huh. Mm. Wow, wow. Look at Carol's uh, bathing suit. Yeah. She okay, we get the mayonnaise. Here comes the hook. And oh, yeah, we're God. about to get the mayo. Look at that hat. He's got Twister for a shirt. Oh, there's the mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah, that's my shirt. The polka dot shirt was mine too. <laughs> Terrific. Matching. Now look at that peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, oh, the head. How did she eat that? This is probably one of the nicest scenes of this movie that everyone just is pals and yeah, it's a sweet yeah, thing to resolve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all is right with the world, and we wrap yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the girls are not zombies anymore. Right, you're right. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, and they're great in this too because they're not putting up with it. They're okay with it. They're just not putting yeah, up. Yeah, they're okay. Them. Yeah, it's not a drag. It's right. Not a drag. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> and you can hear him talk loudly. Okay, now look. You see how it's not really the two dads. But they're dressed like it. And there's a voiceover. You hear them. Yeah. You're right. Oh, so it's different people. Uh-huh. And that's how it goes. And that's uh, yes, Surf 2. It was. What a nice. joy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Eddie, so much.
Well, I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was a trip. We're, we're big fans of it. And uh, you did a great job. And we thank you so much for being part of a, our show today. Listen, yeah, it was my pleasure. Movie with us. Let's, let's do another one. Find another one. Let's do it again. I, I really had a good time. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you, Mike. All right. We'll thank do Muggsy's Women if you're into it. Muggsy's Women. Girls. Muggsy's Girls, yeah. You remember it? You oh, remember? sure. No, Stevie and I watched it about three weeks ago. We we put it on. It, it We couldn't get through it, but it's pretty bad. But we did try to watch it. Well, Another we'll one was uh, Laser Blast. Laser Blast is a class. Laser Blast, you've seen the Mystery Science Theater, right? Yeah, Theater. yeah. Yeah. That's one of the funniest MST 3000s ever. It's hilarious. I just wrote about it yesterday on my Facebook page, in fact. Now, the other one we did of yours already on our show, which we might like to do, is the the Rosebud Beach Hotel. Yeah, where I met Peter Scolari, who I loved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's Great times. And yeah, you play an alien, and at the end of it, you show your photos from your trip. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good one, too. So. Funny Boys, whatever became of them. Yeah. The Funny Boys, that's right. They're the, like the waiters or something in that. Yeah. That's right. The Bell Boys. Yeah. So did you know them from the comedy scene, or? No, I, I've never met them before Rosewood Beach Hotel. I just met them there, and they were, they were very nice. Yeah. Well, very cool. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us here on LWAFLMOYT. Yes. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Have a great weekend, you guys. Thank, you too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Eddie. Sure. Bye-bye. Well, we, while Eddie uh, logs off, we want to tell you you could go to Facebook. Uh, he has a, a fan page there, which he's active in, and to get more information. We'll be back next week. We'll, we're here every Sunday on Mutiny Radio. We're on the YouTube and, uh, of course, on your podcast Next week's movie is now in the public domain. We'll be watching The Jazz Singer. The Jazz Singer, the first sound feature of this planet. Looking forward to it. So we'll catch you guys then. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird comedy. By Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I, I, I'm Mike's friend. I, I wrote this song. My turn-offs are French noodles, Chinese noodles, and, and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the... Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk,
Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites com... Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, bested Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 278.21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 278 121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here. 
in .sf. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fab. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco I was just leaving the theater Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I'm totally excited. Laurie's voice is absolutely right. I am Teddy, Elias, and Adolescent. And I will cut the Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Hula. 